Western Cape Premier Alan Windy delivering his sixth State of the Province address at the Huguenot Community Hall in Paul. The Western Cape government has had a rich tradition over the last few years of taking the State of the Province address on the road. And last night from Paul, the uh, Premier said that uh, the province has plans for job creation, safety, addressing the energy crisis, also on the continued uh, forward motion on plans to uh, devolve certain national government competencies to provincial or local government. Alan Windy joins me now on the line. Good morning, Premier. Really appreciate your time. Plenty of successes, and the opposition says that you were telling a, a good story to tell of your party and the Democratic Alliance governance here in the Western Cape provinces. Plenty of good news and plenty of positives that I heard you speak about last night. But let me start. Where do you think the challenges are for the Western Cape province at the moment? Morning, Lester. Thank you very much. I mean, obviously, uh, at the end of the day, uh, for me, our biggest challenges are still safety and load shedding. Those two challenges that we face would enable far more uh, jobs would enable far more economic uh, opportunities. Uh, I think they hold back too many in our society. And I mean, uh, I've always campaigned uh, and uh, safety has been a big thing for me. Uh, that's one area where I really would like uh, uh, much more power. How do we, how do we uh, manage uh, deployment of police officers? Uh, but it's not only about the police officers, about the new work we're doing around violence prevention, because you've got to get to those young boys before they become gangsters. You've got to understand why uh, crime uh, ends up, uh, you know, taking so much away from citizens' opportunities, and how do we get to prevent that before it even happens? Um, and as, as I mentioned, load shedding, I think that has had a massive impact uh, on our economy and ability. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the day, you know, our main mandate as a constitutional mandate would be health and education. Um, and then just about everything ends up, uh, are we getting to grow our economy and create more jobs? Uh, in the analysis of the last five years, um, um, uh, yeah, we, we, 64% of all jobs in South Africa came out of this one province in the last five years. So that, for me, is an indicator, is something that uh, I'm very proud of. And uh, we've got some really amazing, um, you know, amazing uh, government officials that uh, on the front line, in our hospitals, uh, in our schools, uh, in our service centers, and so also a lot of recognition for them and what they do and uh, how we try to improve that uh, year on year. We've uh, entered, the, entered the government into uh, top co best uh, place in the world to work competition because it's about culture within your organization. How do we get that right to continue improve services to the citizens? Um, you know, running a government is uh, is a big machine. Uh, Ninety thousand staff members. Um, these are nurses, teachers predominantly, but uh, it is a machine nonetheless. And you've got to have the best people you can to to get this machine to to work optimally. You said the plan was to make the Western Cape load shedding free over the next few years, but how do we make it not come at the cost of increased electricity tariffs 
for households and consumers. If we have municipalities who are going to be relying more on renewable energy and more on, on independent power producers, that may come as a premium. We may be load shedding free, but that still comes at a cost for residents here in the Western Cape. How do we insulate um, people in households from extra costs when it comes to a more secure electricity system, Alan? So I've, I've got no doubt that in an ecosystem where your energy um, supply and that infrastructure is failing, I've got no doubt that overall um, the investment into replacing those megawatts is going to cost money. I do believe that if we get enough private sector investment across the board, the competitiveness of that uh, uh, of the multi suppliers will give us a better competence, give us better pricing. But I mean, there's no doubt that uh, the cost of having no electricity at the moment is costing billions in our country. Um, uh, it costs us uh, 48 million rand, uh, 43 million rand, sorry, a day um, in the Western Cape when we don't have uh, electricity when it's sitting at level four. So uh, it definitely costs, uh, and it costs people to put these uh, power units in. We've put seven billion rand aside. That's a billion rand from the province. Um, it's uh, nearly 4 billion rand from uh, the city of Cape Town and nearly 2 billion from other municipalities. They are going out on tender. But once you have more suppliers coming in over time, it's definitely going to uh, equalize or, or, or level those costs. Initially, it's going to cost us more money. Um, there is no doubt. I, I'm glad you mentioned that safety and security goes hand in hand with the social services which the Western Cape government also has a responsibility for. There have been some issues and some some complaints by opposition parties that the Western Cape province has not done enough to address spatial injustice uh, by providing and looking at alternative accommodation closer to where people work, not creating this or perpetuating this chasm between um, those who have and those who have not, which perpetuates then social injustice. What has the province done over the last five years to address particularly spatial injustice in this province? So I think, uh, well, first of all, you started off with social workers, and I think the pressure on our system, uh, we financially for us having massive cuts in year and, uh, and cuts going into the future with a huge uh, growth in our population numbers and continually growing, so that does put pressure on us. We're putting more and more money into social development, specifically um, social development where you are looking after the most vulnerable. Uh, at the moment, we've got another 247 uh, social workers um, in the process of uh, being placed uh, across our province. But it's also about uh, that structure, uh, and you're talking now about uh, human settlements. Um, I think the project uh, at Conradi uh, Park uh, in Pinelands has been a successful project that is now, how do we enable that not only from government but private sector to invest in um, housing accommodation There is obviously indigent, but we've also got to get much more gap housing into the system. Um, I really, really hope that we finish with the court case uh, on the Tafelberg site. I need to get that done as quickly as possible. It seems to be dragging its feet so that we can get finality I mean, we've got a plan for the Helen Bowden Nurses Home right uh, next to the waterfront to produce uh, human settlements. Um, we will have mixed-use housing uh, opportunities just like we've done at Conradi Park. 
uh, right in the middle of the city. But the same thing happens now, I think, out into our towns as uh, the pandemic caused many, many more people to think differently about where you live. Uh, and then, of course, at the same time, we also get our, get our transport systems running. We've got to get the central line up and running again so that people can move and there's mobility in the, in the system. Mm. Your 2019 election platform was largely based on the devolution of policing services to <clears throat> the Western Cape. There is currently the Provincial Powers Bill before the Western Cape Provincial Legislature. There are two legal opinions from legal advisors within the provincial government drawing concerns about the constitutionality of this provincial powers bill is this something that is a serious consideration or merely an election attempt or an election issue that you can say we have tried we are trying to devolve national competencies to lower um to 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 other for, uh, forms of of government province and local but we're unable to if there is a legal opinion saying that a provincial powers bill is unconstitutional why still go ahead with it the constitution and uh, you've got to be there for the citizens of this province and uh, systems don't work and uh, you know the, the, the current uh, mandate is not delivering to those citizens it's your responsibility or my responsibility to make sure that uh, we get those services so whether it's policing or it's the operations of the port or it's the rail system and there are many other areas where where the, the system is failing our citizens, I've got to do whatever I can to try and get that service to the, to the citizens. Now, um, I think devolving police powers is exactly what we need to be doing. Federal powers in uh, different countries deliver far better results in, in the research that I've done, and that's why we need that devolution of power and the other areas as well. Now, you, you, the process of that legislation is happening right now, um, I, I had a bit of deja vu on on the legality uh, from Parliament, and, and you said the, the government uh, legal advisors, but it's actually the parliamentary process. When we passed our education uh, bill that uh, puts inspectors uh, back in the class, uh, making sure we're assessing uh, the education system, the national government, the ANC, everybody said, oh, that's unconstitutional, you can't do it. Um, when we passed the, the safety bill and we put a police ombudsman in place and we started looking at different ways of uh, community safety, we were told, no, that is an unconstitutional bill. So, um, yeah, we've got, to, we've got to look at ways. Uh, if there's sections in that bill we have to re-look at or tweak, we've got to do those things. We've got to make sure that we've got a legal backing to it. But initially, if people say it's unconstitutional, that's just maybe a knee-jerk reaction. What is not uh, unconstitutional is that our citizens are not getting that service, and we've got to do whatever necessary to make sure we get that service uh, to our citizens. And, um, you know, we'll tweak the bill as it goes. It's a draft bill at the moment. It's out on public hearings, and uh, eventually that bill will come through Parliament. Then it comes to me. Then our government gets to look at it, and it's about a framework. The Constitution already says, you know, when a service has failed, other gov government spheres can step in. Um, and so what we've got to do is say instead of national government stepping in, provincial government now wants to step in. Hello, Mindy. Really appreciate your time. Western Cape.